You're listening to the Out of Town Podcast, and today in the studio, we're pleased to have A Day Without Love. Welcome. Hey, how's it going? You can launch into your first song when, when you're ready. Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, this song's called Joseph. It's the first track of uh, my newest record, Solace. And I hate to be the death of bad news When someone really wants to kill you Take you down on computer screens Erase your own identity You're on someone's shit list Modern for their beliefs This is a new day Time to run So, Brian, uh, I heard that you had a broken ankle recently. Yeah, uh, I have an air cast on right now. <laughs> oh, do you? Yeah. I just wanted to ask you how it is before we before we talk. Um, <laughs> I can finally start going up and down stairs pain-free, which mm-hmm. is cool. Cool. But I can't run or jump, and uh, I'd like to run again. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm sorry to hear that, though, because, yeah. like, I mean— I broke my ankle too, so I, I really know how it yeah, feels. Yeah, it sucks a lot. Yeah. Fortunately, there's no surgery, so mm-hmm. like I could do my shows again and stuff like that. So. Cool. Um, you only had to miss two, right? Three. Three. And it sucks because I'm like really anal when it comes to shows. Like mm-hmm. I'm very on time with load in. Like I don't like to miss dates. I try to like make sure like the everything's in order, mm-hmm. and I just felt really embarrassed to like say like. Hey, I can't do this. <laughs> well, I mean, well, it happens. There's yeah. really nothing you can do. Like whenever I hear big bands say like we have to cancel the tour, I'm like, wow, 
I can't do that. <laughs> the show must go on. Yeah, that's exactly how I feel, you yeah. know. So, yeah. Well, I'm glad to hear that it um it's healing. Yeah. Um, so, if, I actually found out that I've been walking on a broken foot for about 5 or 10 years. Really? Um, and what the injury is is it's it's technically a break and it's technically a, an agitation. Um it's it's a break because the the bone's technically be broken, but I didn't lose any bone, if that makes any sense, like in most breaks. Yeah. Um, so that's what the orthopedist said. I feel like I've already gotten a little too technical for a music podcast. Um, don't, <laughs> don't worry about it. I just I just wanted to know yeah, how you yeah, were doing because no, Storm told me that you, you had broken your foot. I'm yeah, like, well, I, I hope you can still make it here. Yeah, but um, I made it. Yay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you're here. That's yeah. That's what counts. Yeah. So uh, I want to talk a little bit about the song you just played, Joseph. Um, yeah. You just put out a music video for that. Yep, yeah. that's the reason why I played it. Awesome, congrats. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, so I watched the video, and I was just really impressed with like the whole concept of it. I really liked um, how you had like kind of people going after you. It was like yeah. a really like strong, strong metaphor. Um, so how do you think like th- the thing that's addressed in the video like people going after other people for the tiny things they see online how how do you think like things like that can be fixed or addressed i think just simply like in the same way you and i are talking Mm -hmm. i think that should be like the solution because um a lot of people thought the music video just had to do with the diy scene Mm -hmm. and i was like no i wrote this video about life like everything you know um i don't even want to touch on the diy scene that's a whole different animal i'm talking about like the fact that kids in high school have to like manage their online presence just to get into college Mm -hmm. what what like it's crazy god forbid that an eight-year-old becomes internet famous and can't go to harvard because like he was the funny baby when he was eight years old that Mm -hmm. his mom probably put on there you know, uh, people go to different towns and like instead of just talking to a stranger and saying, hey, what's some good food to try? They go on Yelp and listen to other people's opinions. And I feel that um, uh, I created the video and I created the song because we're at a point where we determine our life decisions, not just consumer decisions, based on what the Internet tells us. And I know the Internet is an extension of reality to a certain degree. But it's like we've cut off the the human element. And I think the solution to, like, solving that is, like, try to stop to think to yourself, when I use the Internet, am I doing it to avoid human interaction or doing certain traditional things traditionally? Or am I doing it because um, I want to make things easier, therefore I'm creating a bias about my my actions? Um, I'm not saying that the Internet's bad. It's Mm -hmm. definitely good. I mean, let's get real. I'm here because of the Internet. Um, but what I'm saying is if you're using the internet as a crutch to ascertain your biases and, and what in some ways, uh, your discriminatory like thoughts, then maybe there's something that you should like step back and reflect on Mm -hmm. to, to change your perspective. And, uh, do you think that, um, you know, music as a whole can play a part in changing people's perspective on on uh, how they should use the internet? I hope so. <laughs> I really hope so. Um, I hope my, my music does that to some extent. Um, I, I think, like, honestly, um, we're in a weird time with music. 
uh, especially in terms of talking about reality in music, because I feel like in generations before, people sung about what they're dealing with. And now I'm not sure if people are singing about what they're dealing with as much as they're writing statuses about what they're dealing with. Make sense? Yeah. Like someone might write an album. I'm not going to say who because I could say a lot of who's might write an album about, say, their ex-boyfriend, girlfriend, they friend, partner, trying to cover all the bases here. Um, But what they're saying on the Internet might be about like what's going on in Syria. And I'm saying, like, well, why don't you write an album about Syria and not the person you just broke up with? Or conclude both. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I really think it's important to write songs about the problems you're writing, Facebook statuses, tweets, posts, pictures, et cetera, et cetera. Because, like, you want to be cohesive in, mm-hmm. in your band and, and your art and your music and, and your life. Uh, and I, I think that's something that needs to happen. And especially as musicians feel I feel that we sort of have an obligation to be more direct about something yeah um you know like so instead of all the ambiguity surrounding you know a Facebook status or whatever it's important for us to sort of um have a sense of clarity when it comes to what like what we're talking about yeah I mean except you know in in certain lyrics when you're trying to be metaphor yeah and all that And, (laughs) and and at least make the metaphors curious or uh good enough to make people want to question you Mm -hmm. you know like i think um kendrick lamar's damn was really good um i mean obviously it's really good (laughs) like um sampling geraldo geraldo i could never get his name right rivera and then having people go what was that really about and then he talked about it i think that's great and i think all of his records have stayed true to like problems that are affecting him and i and i think that's very true in the hip-hop scene but i think in the rock scene Something I think we need to bring back is uh, not just politics, but just reality. You mm-hmm. know, um, I still question to myself who is Chloe on Twitter to modern baseball. <laughs> there was actually a time where I kept asking who's Chloe, and they never got back to me. I've wondered the same thing actually, yeah. but like that's what I'm saying. Like, don't talk about a Chloe on Twitter that never existed. Mm-hmm. Talk about like this person that existed, you know, or this yeah. problem that existed. It's a good point. So. I read an interview with Jump Philly that you did, and um, you mentioned that some of your songs on Solace were partially inspired by being angry at at DIY, which you oh, said yeah. was an entirely different animal. Yeah. Um, so I want to know your thoughts on that. Like, what what makes you angry? Um, you know, and what 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 did you write about? Like, so what problems? makes me angry about the DIY scene in general is it's. And it kind of goes back with the whole, like, saying one thing and doing another thing is there's a very big click mentality that I think's just not cool. And it's contradictory because it's like we're a DIY scene. We're a safe space. We welcome everybody. But then you have this laundry list of people you don't like mm-hmm. and you don't even know them. <laughs> you know what I mean? So that's, like, really weird. It's really <laughs> weird. Um, and it's awkward. Or... um you know, I'll accept all femme bands, but screw Asians, blacks, and Middle Eastern people, you know? Like, there's just, I, I don't want to talk about every story or every instance, but, like, I've been playing as a day without love for about seven years, but, like, I've been doing it, like, seriously for about three years, and I've just seen a lot of things in the DIY world 
that just makes me step back and go, how did that get like what that that can't be okay? Yeah, like you know, like, I, yeah, we we both know, we both know. <laughs> you know what I mean. Or uh, the countless number of touring bands that travel across the country thinking like, hey, I'm going to get this money for gas, food, water, insert like you know valuable thing here, and they get robbed. They 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 don't make money at all. They end up working with someone that's tripping on acid at the show. And mm-hmm. it's just all like, I think in some ways we could still keep DIY safe and fun, but be more serious. And like, I guess my, my beef with DIY, even though I am a DIY musician, is I just wish the collective we, not just Philly, not just New York, not just like insert town here. I just think we could do a little better. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, like, I think it would be really nice if a band said, hey, we can't bring this many people to the show and we know you're coming from out of town. Do you still want to play with us? Like, show that accountability. Or um, if you say something really rude to a girl uh, at a show, whether you're a musician or not a musician, say to the girl, hey, I'm sorry. And if you're a girl that says something really rude to a guy, say to the guy, hey, I'm sorry. Like, don't post trigger warning. I'm going to embellish the crap out of this story about something that did happen, but Mm. let me make it 10 times worse. So that's what I mean by um, in that interview, we need to call into problems as opposed to call out. Because when we call into problems, both the receiver and the, perp- the perpetrator learns how to do better, you know, mm-hmm. when it comes to conflict. When it comes to show booking, don't book your friends every single show. Don't, just don't. Because you're going to get tired of those songs and they're going to get tired playing to the same people. Because there's plenty of people that I think to myself, like, yeah, I played a show with them that last time. Let me play with them again. But, like, I, like, try not to play with the same bands again and again. Right. Which I think is a blessing and a curse. Like, it's probably a curse because you can't tell what clique I'm part of in Philly. But I think it's a blessing because I don't want to be in a clique. Yeah. <laughs> More power to you. You know what I mean? Yeah. We've, so. we've definitely, especially um, within recent months, noticed uh a sort of click mentality around um, DI like DIY scenes, which is partially yeah. why we started this podcast. So we could have a nice, um, you know, kind of diverse group of people come in. Like we're not um, going to book like just rock people, yeah. just pop people, just boys, just girls, just whoever. Um, and yeah. I, I completely agree with you that yeah. for one, you should, um, you know, try not to have the same people or be interested in the same people and, like, give the um, give the people who are sort of, you know, maybe, like, struggling at the bottom to, like, uh, get pr- uh, promoted or anything. Just give them a leg up. Yeah, um, yeah I, I just agree with you. I just yeah. wanted to. <laughs> oh, thank you. I appreciate yeah. it. Yeah, I just wanted to. Um... Yeah. And Storm agrees as well. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we've talked we've talked many times about that, so I just wanted to emphasize um, that. Oh, thank um, you. Do you want to go into your second song? For sure. Um, I'm gonna write. I'm not write. I'm not writing a song right now. That's <laughs> not a thing. I'm gonna play a song that's on my upcoming record. Uh, so this is kind of an exclusive. It's called Birthday. Celebrate your life 
yourself drunk awake in the dirt trapped by my vices committed many crimes I've done it too many times I've fallen behind Running from my dreams, killing my esteem. I hate the things I want and chase the things I lust. Tend to hate the chase. I think I'll give up. So that was a brand new song, right? Yeah. Birthday? Yeah. It's okay. called Birthday. And you're hearing it here on Out of Town Podcast. We're with A Day Without Love, and I'm just going to bother you with some more questions. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> I like questions. Yeah. So do we. <laughs> um, so you played a new song off your off your new record, and um, I actually want to know. Um, so Solace was kind of a... A transition type record as you've said you oh know, yeah you were totally. going through a lot of transitions in your life yeah um so fast forward to now um are there certain newer things that you have to deal with that that you're trying to write about like um you know what's happening in your in your life um that's influencing this this new record so this record is like a b-side record but i'm still putting it in my discography mm-hmm. and i'm saying it's a b-side record because um, I've realized that great. I'm a solo project. Most of my r- records are all full of in, and I wanted to write a B-side record full of acoustic music, but not like a Julian Baker record, if that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, shout out to Julian. I just listened to a record sprained ankle while having a messed up ankle. Um, awesome record. Yeah, it is a good record, but, uh, I kind of wanted to write a record that, kind of took the hip-hop mentality of just putting it all out there, but also keeping true to the rock mentality of still making a rock record, you know? Um, So this record's called Diary, and it's not done. Um, It's going to have a lot of tracks in it. It might be an hour to an hour 15 long record, Mm -hmm. uh, which is definitely not traditional for, like, an underground musician. Um, 
But I thought, like, what if I could write a record that sounds like I'm in my bedroom but break all the rules? So what I mean by that is, like, I'm not using a metronome, um, which might be, like, bad to me for, like, the high-end people who are like, this is out of time. Well, no crap. That's what it's for, you know? But how could I, like, write about things I never got to write about in Solace but things that are happening in current events? Mm -hmm. Like, I have another song that I've been playing lately uh, called Nonsense, which is kind of like a critique of modern day politics um, because I realize that everyone's fighting a fight, but no one's keeping it clear to what it is. And their personal lives aren't agreeing with what they're fighting for. Um, So like I've been playing that a lot and a lot of people are just being like, yeah, you know, I don't have any black friends. Like, that's a song that I wrote. And I was like, well, the song's not about whether I care you have black friends. The song is about how can you scream Black Lives Matter and not have any black friends? Or how can you scream, like, my body, my choice and beat your girlfriend at home? Like, that's the sort of stuff that I'm talking about. I don't have a girlfriend. I'm not beating anyone at home. Just to clear that up. (laughs) You know, I would never beat anybody up. But, like, the whole point that I'm making is, like, I think... Everyone has a low a level of hypocrisy. Like, for example, um, you're an atheist, but you support Chick-fil-A, or you're for gay rights and you support Chick-fil-A. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm talking about, like, the really big, serious ones. So I wanted to, like, highlight that because Solace wasn't about that. And Diaries, kind of, like, those dark inner thoughts that, like, yo, did that guy really just say that on the record type of stuff. So, like... My uh, my old producer, I can't say old or new because, like, we're still friends, you know? Mm-hmm. He was just like, dude, that Joseph music video was really uh, critical. I was like, if you think that's going to make you mad, <laughs> wait till you hear my next record. So, like, I thought to make something that, like, isn't just, like, let's see how edgy I am, but more like, why don't I write songs about the things I talk about with people and and see what happens? Yeah. So That definitely um, seems like a good move because I feel like... Uh, even though people are so politically charged about everything these days, they kind of re- retreat from talking about things yeah. because they're sort of scared to put out what they think yeah. um, towards other people. So, um, yeah, that's that's a really good move on your part. Thank I, you. I Thank you. That. And I know it's risky. I know it might cut me off from everything I've ever gotten, but I want to take that risk. Yeah, you're, st- <laughs> you're sticking true to your beliefs and, yeah. and you want to put them out there because yeah. you have the courage to do so. Yeah. So, so yeah. Yeah, good for you. Thanks. Um, so on solace you sort of built up this path to talking about these kinds of things Mm -hmm. race gender uh depression Mm -hmm. just society in general can you talk to me a little bit about how you sort of um geared up to talk about those things that you never really discussed with people before that oh yeah totally um I think it came from a lot of different friends, like, especially, like, I I could start with the race. So I talked about race mostly because in the past five or so years, a lot of racially based events happened in my life that um, I knew was definitely because I was black, you know, because when you grow up in post-civil rights America, like, meaning, like, you're probably a black person that's born after 1980 or so, 
you you're raised by your parents to say like, hey, this is what happened. You hear about it in history books, but you don't believe it because generally you didn't have to experience the things your parents experienced. But I think when certain things happened, like for example, going to job interviews and my name's Brian Walker, and then like they go, oh, I expected a white guy, you know, like them actually saying that, you know, that like hurts. Or going on dates uh, and the girl says, I want you for right now, but my parents won't accept you, you know? Or, like, even the legal system, like, going through, like, being racially profiled by police when you're driving or when you're not driving. Like, just all those sorts of events, like, those are things that happened to me. I even lost a job where, like, I sometimes think, like, my race definitely had to do with the incident that occurred there. So I wanted to write about that because before I was just kind of writing like a woe is me and this is only about me. And I wanted I want to write my music more about this is what's happening to me, but I know I'm not the only one. So I'm writing it for other people, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Um, so that's that that's where like the race came into um, writing about gender. I haven't written too much about yet slash maybe some parts of my lyrics that I'm not thinking about maybe people have thought about writing but I can say that I do want to write a record about male ego and body image um in the future I haven't written any songs for that and the reason why I want to write about that is because I don't think people recognize that men do have similar and feminine feelings. We just are really good at bullshitting them. (laughs) (laughs) And that's wrong. (laughs) Yeah. I'm not not saying it's right. I'm saying we do do it, but it's wrong. Yeah. yeah, No, no, we're we're on the same page. And uh, I kind of want to write about that because I know for myself, I'm 28 now, but like if I think about 21 year old me, the way I would like deal with rejection is like, I get myself wasted as hell and wake up in a place that I was like, how did I end up here? And that's not good, you know, mm-hmm. versus like someone else might be like, well, I wrote about it and I spoke to my friends, you know. So those are things I wanted to talk about. But uh, in terms of depression and um, and, and alcoholism is uh, I stopped I, I stopped drinking about two years ago. So that was very new to me. So I, I still don't drink. And um, I wanted to talk about that because that was just something new to myself. And sometimes I do talk about like, hey, if you want to tip your bartender, tip your bartender. If you don't drink at all, feel free to talk to me. I say I talk about that at shows. And then um, depression, I think, while I stopped drinking, I, I kind of confronted myself with like understanding that like I'm a depressed person more so than in the past. And I wrote a book about it and like I'm still kind of editing it. So. That's like why I talked about those themes because it was me. It was what I was going through. Cool. Uh, do you think that um, any of the newer things that you mentioned, like the body image type stuff, is going to make it onto Diary? Um, yes and no. So I wrote this song. I don't remember the lyrics. I recorded it. I, I like it. It's just I don't remember the words. <laughs> like literally two days ago for the song, uh, for, for the record. And, like, I have this line, like, is it my body or is it my race? Um, Or maybe you just don't like my black face. Like, that sort of rhyme. So, like, I might have references to it, but, like, songs that, like, completely deal with, like, body image, probably not. I'm I'm intentionally avoiding that for the next record. Okay. Um, But I also want to start writing this record when I'm, like, 
closer to my body weight goal because like I lost 50 pounds last year. Uh, I haven't weighed myself yet, but I want to lose like another 30 to 40 pounds. And then when I reach that, that's when I want to start writing it. I probably would have just released Diary. See, I'm crazy. I like plan this shit. I shouldn't. (laughs) (laughs) It's better to be all planned out than just, you know, directionless and all that. Yeah. Um, you can go into your next song. Sure. Um, because we talked about it, I'll play another song that's not released, but uh, it's on the interwebs. It's called Nonsense. Um, so it was the song we were just talking about. So here we go. What do you want from me, baby? And why is everything crazy? Cut me with your contradictions I guess that's why there's hate And why are you so angry? Do you ever want to be happy? I think you're miserable I think you're cynical And that's why we won't relate I don't understand pays your bills and daddy buys your makeup but you paint your lips black what the hell is up with that and you say that you're lonely but you have a roommate I don't like the way you say things cause all of it I don't understand You're the child of Republicans You hate to be an American But you don't have any black friends No, you don't have any black friends Let's talk about your justice Cause you never had injustice Your sense of equality Is as blind as your Money All right. Good to hear another new track. Oh, thanks. Um, so if you don't mind, uh, can we go back to um, the scene briefly? Yeah, yeah for sure. Uh, so now that you're starting to write a new record, um, do you think things have, have changed for better or for worse um, about, you know, the scene and, and the things you were dealing with um, when writing Solace? Um, I feel like they've gotten better in the sense that I've been able to branch out. So those things that have stressed me are less apparent. Um, and it's almost kind of like you're here and the only time I see the problems that are occurring are if it pops up on my newsfeed as opposed to experiencing it. And it's like, I think the most beautiful thing, and I think it's part of the having a label that's diverse 
because my label is not like one type of band. It's a myriad of different types of bands. And having a new manager, I've been able to branch out. So like singing those pro- singing about those problems have like a new meaning, if that makes any sense. But I can't say if anything's been solved because every now and then I'll meet like actually more than every now and then I'll st- I still see new musicians that are like new kids on the block going through the same problems I went through, mm-hmm. you know, and I can't tell them like, well, write a record. That's what I did. And like, <laughs> you know, that's, that's, that's wrong. Cause yeah. like what I did won't solve like what you did. So like, you know, I kind of feel like I'm out of mind, out of sight. That's kind of what's resolved my problems, but it doesn't mean that like, the problem's gone and like long-term solutions I would like to have to like, you know, seeing politics and stuff is like, you know, being able to book, being able to help people. But like, I know, and I think a lot of musicians to realize is like, don't take on too much because if you do, something's going to like fall back. Mm-hmm. So like now I can't book shows. Like I used to book shows, but, um, so that's like kind of how I feel in terms of the scene. Cause like, I almost feel like between this record and my upcoming record, I don't see as myself as a scene musician anymore. I don't like if anyone goes like a day without love, the punk musician of the Philly scene, like I'll take it, but I don't feel it. If that makes any sense, you know, um, maybe it's also because like, I'm not playing houses as much. Like I have nothing against house shows. There's nothing like a good house show. It's just, um, it's just not where I'm at anymore. So, yeah. So where do you see yourself um, playing if it isn't a house show? Do you see yourself moving on to, like, bigger venues, or, or do you want to sort of be, like, in the middle venues, like like Union Transfer or um, bigger venues, like, you know, I don't I hate this place, but, like, the, Sus- the Susquehanna Bank, Bank Center. Or whatever it's called now, BB&T. <laughs> Man, uh, granted. But you know what I mean, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know. The reason why I say I don't know, because I, I really don't know. Like, the last really show I played was at Underground Arts, which is, like, you know... That place is awesome. Like, a really big venue. And there was about, like, 100 to 150 people there. And, like, it was very empowering and cool to hear people sing my lyrics with me. And I'm like, yeah! Like, you know? <laughs> but it's kind of not, like... I don't see it as levels, even though that's the reality of what it is. Mm-hmm. It's just, like, I don't see myself... Like, I, I'm clearly going to play house shows. Like, the b- first show I'm playing on this upcoming tour is at a house show, and I'm playing at the Barbary, too. But, like, I just see myself going, like, I'll play house shows here and there, but I'd really rather just deal with more serious people. So if I'm going to play a house show, the person I'm playing with has to be, like, playing at, like, the house that I'm playing at has to be serious. And mm-hmm. I think that's been kind of, like, cool to, to have that flexibility. Yeah. yeah. And... I just have to mention uh, a lot of like house venues these days. It seem like it seems like they're just kind of, you know, like set up last minute, and people just like kind of throw shows just for the the heck of it instead of just actually taking it seriously. Um, so, do you have the same kind of thoughts towards that, or? Um, so again, I haven't been to a Philly house show in a while, mostly because I'm playing everywhere else. Mm-hmm. But I hear that a lot. Yeah. And I'm not just saying that from from you. Like, definitely there's been friends that, like, I've caught up with. Like, yo, what's been life like? And they're like, yeah, the show was supposed to start at 8. It started at 11. I'm like, what? That's not yeah. cool. <laughs> <laughs> you know? And I think that, I think that's disrespectful. 
um, on so many levels because like you don't know what the band's doing. Like, mm-hmm. like I saw HardTimes.net article like twenty date ideas that you and your band dude could like do but can't. Like, I feel like <laughs> starting the show late enables stuff like that to become a reality. You know, yeah. um, or just not inviting people on Facebook, band booker promoter regards what you are like that it's just not cool mm-hmm. um and, and there's nothing about showing no responsibility that doesn't there's nothing cool about it or like saying like sorry i was off the grid because i tripped acid the other day like you know like that stuff it's whack it's it's not cool yeah. <laughs> that's how i feel about it yeah once once you're in it's hard to get out yeah yeah i, I definitely agree so I want to turn more towards um, the themes of your music. Uh, sure. you, you have a very um, sort of human, human-centered themes in your music. You like to talk about people. Mm-hmm. Uh, wh- um, what do you find interesting about people's uh, their struggles, their triumphs, their interests? Uh, what causes you to write about about? these things I feel like before I answer that question I need to tell you what started it if that makes any sense sure go ahead sorry I'm cheating (laughs) (laughs) but uh so I've been writing lyrics or like poetry since I was 11 but when I was 18 or 19 I just started playing guitar um I haven't even written a song yet but I was writing this poetry anthology like it was just like a challenge and I wanted to publish it but like my hard drive crashed so it never happened but um I was in my dorm, and I just hear this pounding, like, boom, boom. I'm like, what's going on? Like, check upstairs, like, check downstairs. I still hear the pounding, and then I start hearing screaming, and I look outside my window, and it's this dude that's, like, punching the crap out of a girl. And I run out my building, and I stop the dude, and I was like, what the fuck is wrong with you? It is, like, one in the morning, and you're beating the crap out of this girl. He's like, what? What What do you want? And he's like, you're lucky you're bigger than me. And then I was just like, what do you mean you're lucky that you're bigger than me? He's like, I hit that girl because she was getting tag-teamed by two of my frat bros. And then she's like, well, you tag-teamed two of my sisters. And I was like, oh, so this guy's in a fraternity, this girl's in a sorority, and they're a couple, and they cheated on each other by having threesomes, which sounds, like, bizarre, because, like, when does that ever happen? Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I just, like, was mind-blown. I was like, dude, this is fucked up. And he's yelling at the top of his lungs. And I was like, I hope somebody calls the cops on you. So as he's yelling at me, and I'm holding him back. Like, the girl, like, she's got, like, blood and bruises. And I'm asking, like, hey, are you okay? Like, is this it's fine? Like, I could give you my number to make sure things are fine. As I'm calming them down, the cops did come. Uh, so thank God there. And the dude got arrested based on her word. Um, and I, like, verified it. And um, I saw her a week later just, like, around campus and then she like gave me a big hug and said like hey i'm transferring schools um taking the semester off getting therapy uh he's going to jail um just thank you like i never talked to the girl ever again i never talked to the guy ever again like mm-hmm. god knows where those people are at but from reflecting with all that like i cried and uh, i wrote this poem called a day without love and i i wrote it because i realized that i'm struggling and so are they and I wanted to write about the human condition um, from my perspective and what I see and what I observe. So that's kind of like why all my songs are like about the human condition. And, and I'm, I feel like I'm succeeding if you ask that because it's like, yes, someone gets it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's it's, you know? it's very fascinating uh, 
coming from, you know, someone like me who I, I really admire people who can sort of tell stories through mm-hmm. songs or poems because I, I find it kind of hard to do that myself. Gotcha. Um, so coming from a personal standpoint, it's impressive for me. Um, but yeah, I, I just want but I feel like a lot of other people would want to know as well, you know, yeah. um, you know, how it came to be that you started writing and singing about the human condition. Yeah. So, um, I guess in some ways there will be a definite end to a day without love, not anytime soon, but I kind of want to write a catalog of songs. Can't quantify it, but that deal with the human condition from my perspective like you won't see me like write about things that like i just don't deal with that are happening because that just doesn't make sense mm-hmm. um so like if if uh i were to write about like say asian racism you're just not gonna see that uh because it's not me you know but people do that yeah so and then they get called culturally appropriative. But <laughs> the whole point is like, I kind of, it's like a biography, but at the same time in an observation. So, yeah. so what I know you said that you, um, you don't want to go up to people and say, Hey, write a record to cope with yeah. whatever you're going through. But do you have any advice for, for people that are sort of encountering these transition periods or tough periods um, maybe they're not musicians. Like, what could they do um, in general just to help themselves out? So do you mean this, like, from a self-help perspective or, like, from an artistic perspective? Uh, anything. Okay. So, like, I'll, I'll start with musicians and I could talk about, like, from, like, a self-help perspective. So, like, depending on what your problem is, I always try to, like, pause and reevaluate, you know, um, and then try to develop an action plan. And then if you don't know what your actions are, seek out the networks you do have to like try to make those things happen like if your problem is and i know promoters are going to hate that i'm about to say this but like if your problem is i can't get people to come to my shows then i think sometimes accepting the fact that you people coming to your shows is and is not out in, in your control because it's just not because like the more you play shows the more and more you're going to realize my pull as they call it is just inconsistent you're going to play shows where like 20 30 40 people may have came on your behalf because it was just that right time and then you're going to play a show the next day or the next week or the next month and the same thing didn't happen so i think the best way to say how can i get p- more people to come to my shows i would say network go to shows play shows and then more so keep writing music um i think keep writing music is the most underswept thing because people always say like go to shows but like i say that with discernment because i made the mistake of going to way too many shows and feeling used up and burnt out i say it with discernment because make sure that you listen to the music before you go to the show and say is this ask yourself these two questions is this music that i genuinely enjoy Um, And I think there's nothing wrong with saying, I don't like this music. Hey, everybody might be talking about it, but if I don't like it, why am I being part of the gang? Don't don't be part of something you're not you're just not about, Mm -hmm. you know. Um, And two, do you see yourself playing with that person if your intent keyword if is to play with them and like be part of that group? Um, I remember when I was 21. uh, No. Yeah, I was 21. I met this cover band called Table 10. 
and they said, if you can't be part of your scene, if you can't be part of the scene, create your own. And I thought that was the biggest piece of bullshit when he first said that, because I was like, the scene's so much bigger than me. But the reality is, the scene is really what your mind makes it. Because the scene is something bigger than you, which is a community, which is a group of people. But um, you can always create your own, whether the scene is just you and another band. Take about take Brand New and Taking Back Sunday. They were a scene. That was just two bands. And think about all the bands that came out of that band and so forth and so forth. And they still continued, you know. So I think uh, sometimes the most successful people are the ones that never give up. So that's, how it, that's my rant for music. Mm-hmm. Um, for personal problems like dealing with yourself trying to uh figure out what help you need i think um the two three big things that like i think people should look at is can my problem be solved without money um but really through the support of others um because i think like when it comes to like addiction or or, like alcoholism you know there's recovery groups like all over the world that you could go to and attend um and that's free you know but if your like problem is like something emotional like depression uh try to reach out to different resources try to reach out your friends and like straight up talk to them like hey this is my problem i need someone to talk to about it like for me music's my my therapy going out and playing shows is my therapy but i definitely need to go to therapy and that but like I know, like, it's it's been keeping me at a threshold of, like, better than what I used to be, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Um, if you're, like, really shy and can't talk to anyone, meditate, you know? Um, try to self-reflect. Like, I think it's, I think something that's really important is to uh, be introspective and, like, self-talk. Allow yourself to do self-talk. Find hobbies. Try new things. Um, I think a lot of things that people are scared to do is to try new things. Um, and then most of all, this has to do with music as well as um, self-help. If you're in music, make sure you're in it to do and set the goals that you want, not so you can atten- attain a friendship or be in a boyfriend, girlfriend, like monogamy or whatever type of relationship you're in. Because I think when you bring a relationship in with a task and it's kind of like a need yearning thing, um, it could be, it, it could, it could turn toxic. Yeah. So that's, that's my rant. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't call it a rant. Yeah. I'd call it, you know, just giving suggestions. Yeah. Yeah. Those are some of my suggestions. Yeah. There. Yeah. <laughs> uh, want to play your last song? Yeah, for sure. Cool. Uh, this call, this song is called green. Um, it's from my record called solace. Woke up this morning feeling empty How did this happen? I don't know Friends are the ones you once knew They don't understand you I feel real good, but I'm alone My friends are drunk and they're no fun feel brand new, but I got no one Friends are high and they're never right And I 
I've got hope in my own heart But someday I'll get what I want I feel real good when I'm alone The friends are drunk and they're no fun I feel brand new and I got no one The friends are high and they're never right Walker, a day without love. Sweet at the Out of Town podcast. Uh, so you have um, a tour coming up. Where can people see you? Uh, yeah. Um, so I like four. I just want to say the four dates before the tour. So I will be playing at the Barbary on May nineteenth. Uh, I'll be playing in Connecticut at Meriden, Connecticut, a small town, on May twenty first. I'll be playing in Westchester on May thirteenth, and I'll be playing in Pittsburgh. Uh, it's coffee at um, May 13th, and I'll be playing at Hambones in Pittsburgh on May 12th. But from May 24th to June 4th, uh, I will be playing um, a tour with Izzy Heltai from Massachusetts, and you could view all the tour information there um, on my website, on my Facebook, on my Instagram, all called A Day Without Love or A Day Without Me Love Music. Uh, daywithoutlove.com and uh, I'll just announce all the dates even though people are like what <laughs> uh, we're starting off at Philly uh, at the Pentagon in North Philly then we're going to Pittsburgh to play at Catavo. Uh then we're going to Shelby Ohio uh, at Melancholy House then we're going to the Velvet House uh, in Indianapolis, Indiana then we're going to do a day trotter session in Iowa then we're going to go back to Chicago the same day uh, and play at the Lily Pad um, and Logan Square in Chicago. Then we're going to the East Room in Nashville, uh, Tennessee. Then we're going to go to, I forgot the name of the place, the cave in Chapel Hill, North Carolina. Then we're going to play at Virginia Beach at Abu Java Coffee uh, on the beach, which is awesome. Uh, <laughs> then we're going to play at Crossroads in Richmond, Virginia. Then we're going to play a festival at Commune 1605 in Washington, D.C. And then we're going to play at the Whitestone Community Center in um, College Park, Maryland. And then I come back to Philly and play at Win Win Coffee. So I am impressed with myself that I remembered yeah, all those I, places. I am <laughs> really impressed that you could remember all yeah. those off the top of your head. So. so no matter where you are, go see A Day Without Love. He is touring pretty much everywhere. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, yeah, thanks for coming in. Thank you.